Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Friday, July 23rd, 2021 edition of the Heartland Noon, brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. On the program today, the Olympic Games are officially underway in Japan. The athletes not allowed to take in the sights and sounds. The people of Japan are not allowed to attend the competitions. And COVID-19 is still a very real threat. Moose Jaw, born and raised Aaron Dabrescu, has lived and worked in Japan for the better part of two decades now. He doesn't think the Olympic Games should be going ahead. Dabrescu also brings an interesting perspective as the owner-operator of an English school in Japan. He and his staff have gone through a stressful past 16 months, just like local educators, right here at home. Stay tuned for our visit with Aaron Dabrescu on the Heartland at Noon today. 15 Weeks of Winning continues on CHAB, and we've got highlights from our weekly grand prize giveaway from this morning. Stay tuned. You'll enjoy the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash semis, farm equipment, RVs, or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel McElroy. After nearly an entire week of searching, the Regina Police Service has located two missing Regina Beach youths safe and sound. The Lumsden RCMP first reported the missing teenagers, both 13 years old, on Saturday, July 17th. The RCMP thanks the public for their assistance in locating the children. 26 new cases of COVID-19 were reported in Saskatchewan on Thursday, along with 20 recoveries. 287 cases are considered active right now, and 59 people are in the hospital, with 11 of those in intensive care. The South Central Zone currently has three active cases. The vaccine clinic at the Mushta Exhibition Grounds is accepting walk-in appointments today until 4.30 p.m. and will be offering Pfizer. There is also a pop-up Pfizer clinic open from noon to 6 p.m. today at the Rainbow Retro Thrift Shop on Main. The clinic is open to everyone ages 12 and up and is ideally situated for those who can't get transportation up to the exhibition grounds. With stores and businesses reopening from the pandemic, some measures are going to be staying in place at the Moose Jaw Humane Society. Viewing of pets will continue to be by appointment only at the shelter. Executive Director Dana Hawkes explains why they came to this decision. That's something that we learned during COVID is the pets are so much calmer without having all the traffic going back. More information on how to adopt a pet can be found on the Moose Jaw Humane Society's website or by calling the shelter. The Moose Jaw Transition House will be hosting their second annual golf tournament next month at Deer Ridge Golf and Country Club. Individuals can register for $125 or a team of four for $400, which also includes a cart, dinner, welcome bag, and more. Executive Director of the Transition House, Jen Angus, tells us what the money raised will be going towards. Funds raised at this event directly go towards helping uh, the women and children in need of our services. So this year we're very much focusing on our outreach services. So that would be supporting women through uh, group programming, peer support, life skills, education, etc. A plethora of prizes is available too, including a round-trip flight for two people and a vehicle. The Olympic Games are now officially underway in Tokyo. The Games were originally scheduled to occur in 2020, but the pandemic forced them to be pushed back. Aaron Debrescu is originally from Moose Jaw and has lived in Japan for the last 18 years, teaching English. He says there isn't much excitement around the Games this year, as COVID-19 cases continue to spike in Tokyo. 
Olympians. I feel for the Olympians because they don't get to experience Japan at all. They don't get to go out downtown. They can't see anything. They're all in camps and uh, no civilians get to even see the, the Olympians. Nobody's allowed to go watch the Olympics. Nothing. You can watch our full interview with Dabrescu on discovermooshjaw.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture's weekly crop report shows crops are advancing quickly and remaining extremely stressed due to the lack of moisture. Crops extension specialist Matt Struthers says crops did get a bit of a reprieve last week from the hot, dry conditions. There was a couple days last week where the temperature didn't reach forecasted temperatures because of the smoke. Um, so that gave crops a bit of a break, but uh, now... Even today, it's starting to clear up a bit, and it's it's pretty hot out here. So uh, the crops are going to be right back into the fire and and uh, struggling through it. Struthers notes many cereal crops that have headed out are not developing kernels, and some producers have elected to cut these crops as green feed given the significant shortage of hay this year. And finally, the third annual Riverhurst Bean Festival, celebrating pulse crops in the province, is taking place this Saturday. The festival includes everything from pulse-related food and drinks to a car show and children's activities. Organizer Terry Brennan says it'll all kick off with field tours at 9 a.m. There will be um, speakers out there in the field, so you can have a Q&A time and a little more information. Live music begins at 11 with the car show to start at noon. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermoosejaw.com. And now your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 100 points. The Dow Jones is up 254 points. The Nasdaq is up 147 points. And the Canadian dollar is down to 79.52 cents U.S. Ottawa is fast-tracking the immigration process for Afghans who worked as interpreters and translators for the Canadian military during the 13-year war in Afghanistan. They are now considered to be in grave danger as the Taliban sweeps across the country. Cabinet ministers say staff employed at the Canadian embassy in Kabul will be eligible for the special immigration program. There are some small signs of improvement in the wildfire situation in British Columbia. Evacuation alerts for the resort municipality of Sun Peaks and several surrounding areas north of Kamloops have been lifted and Highway 1 north of Hope has reopened three weeks after it was cut off by the fire that destroyed Lytton. Two federal cabinet ministers have announced three conservation organizations will split $25 million to help improve wetlands and grasslands on the prairies. The funding is going to Ducks Unlimited Canada, the Nature Conservancy of Canada, and the Manitoba Habitat Heritage Corporation. The Manitoba Habitat Heritage Corporation plans to spend part of its share of the funding on improving water quality and supporting wildlife habitats. The incoming Governor General had her first audience with the Queen today, but Mary Simon didn't get to meet the monarch in person. The virtual meeting comes ahead of Monday's ceremony to formally install Simon in her post as the Queen's representative in Canada. Her Majesty invested Simon as an extraordinary companion of the Order of Canada, an extraordinary commander of the Order of Military Merit, and a commander of the Order of Merit of the police forces during their meeting. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Moose Jaw 18U AAA Canucks pitcher Cam O'Reilly pitched a gem last night as the local squad cruised to a 5-1 win over the Regina Wolfpack at Roswells Park. O'Reilly pitched a complete game, allowing only two hits and striking out eight. 
The AAA Canucks are back in action with a doubleheader tomorrow against the Southeast Twins in Estevan. Meanwhile, girls fastball the 14U Ice lost an 11-4 decision to the Lasers in Regina. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders annual green and white game takes place at Mosaic Stadium tomorrow afternoon. And fans are welcome to attend. Doors open at 2 o'clock. The game starts at 3 the scrimmage will consist of four 10-minute quarters plus an overtime. Tickets are just $5 with proceeds going to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider Foundation. The NHL entry draft begins tonight and will be held virtually for the second year in a row. The Buffalo Sabres have tonight's first pick, followed by the expansion Seattle Kraken. The Vancouver Canucks are slated to be the first Canadian-based team to pick, and that's in the number nine slot. Four Moose Jaw Warriors hoping to hear their names called this weekend, including forward rider Korzak, who could go in tonight's first round. Toronto Blue Jays start a three-game set with the Mets tonight in New York. It's the opening of a seven-game road trip before the Jays return to Toronto and Rogers Center on July 30th. The Blue Jays haven't played in Toronto for almost two years due to COVID-19 restrictions. No more Redskins, no more Eskimos, and now no more Indians. Cleveland's Major League Baseball Club is changing its name to Guardians. After being known as the Indians since 1915, the ball club announced the name change today with a video on Twitter narrated by actor Tom Hanks. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is the city we love and the game we believe in. And together we are all Cleveland Guardians. Quite an impressive video if you want to check out the Cleveland Baseball Club Twitter feed. You can check it out. The announcement today ends months of internal discussions triggered by a national reckoning by institutions and teams to permanently drop logos and names that are considered racist. Discover Moose Jaw Weather for success office systems. 100% Saskatchewan owned and operated. Simplify your office experience. Visit online at successos.com. Sunshine with increasing cloud and a smoky haze today. A little breezy, west at 20, gusting to 40 this afternoon. The high today, 28. Tonight, partly cloudy, overnight low 12. Tomorrow, sunny, hazy again. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high, 28. Sunday, sunny, 31. Monday, sunny, 33. Tuesday, sunny, 34. Yesterday's high, 35. Normal high for this time of year is 27 with a normal low of 12. Record high for today was 37, or is 37 degrees. That was set in 2003. And the record low, 6 degrees, set in 1998. Sun came up at 518 and the sun goes down at 859 tonight. This hour, Moose Jaw, sunny, warm, 23 degrees. Regina, 20. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, 22. Rockland, Coronac, 24. Swift Current, 22. Elbow, 23. Davidson, Watrous, 24. Once again, Assiniboia, 22. Regina, 20. And with the wind out of the west at 15 and the relative humidity down at 31%, it's 23 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. 
Rainfall across a small part of Saskatchewan yesterday or overnight last night turned out to be rather impressive with 34 millimeters of rain resulting at Indian Head. And it looks like as we go forward through the next couple of days we're right back into the dry again so that little area in the province certainly will stand out as being the only place where any kind of meaningful rain has taken place. And we will continue to deal with a dry bias on into next week. Yes, there will be still some shower activity occurring across parts of the region, but for all practical purposes, it will be insignificant precipitation until at least Sunday night going into Monday when some showers will occur on the northern fringes of crop country. That precipitation might run up to 5, 6, or 7 millimeters. The rest of the province will still be dry, though all the way into midweek next week, and the temperatures are going to continue to be warm, biased. We'll see a lot of 20 and 30 degree temperatures across the region. Northern portions of the region will be coolest as we go forward through the the day today and tomorrow with those temperatures in the 20s, but southern areas will still see upper 20s and lower 30s. It will not be as hot today as it was yesterday, but don't worry, it'll come back. We'll expect to see warmer temperatures on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday with temperatures getting back into the upper 20s and lower 30s in the north and lower to middle 30s in the south. We will see our nighttime temperatures running mostly in the teens throughout the forecast period. Now, any showers that occur outside of what I've already described will be only brief and light and not have any impact on the bottom line. The drought will remain quite serious across a big part of the province and the prairies from southern and east-central Alberta straight eastward into a part of Manitoba. So over this past week we have seen some relief, but only in pockets, and that's going to continue to be the case. We are going to have to wait until the second half of August for any kind of a weather trend change, and even then it's a little questionable how significant the change might be. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm Meteor Drew Lerner. More hay consumed, less hay wasted. The all-new Highline Bale Pro Series, built to outperform and last. Introducing the BP660 Bale Pro with a dual-feed roller processing chamber and with many enhancements like the new discharge door and a new fork length. This machine does not disappoint. Enhance your cattle production success with the Highline BP660 Bale Pro. See your local Young's Equipment dealer today or visit HighlineMFG.com. I'm Darby Warner, Executive Director of Insurance at Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. At SCIC, we recognize the challenges producers are facing. Crops may be stressed and rapidly maturing, pastures and haylands drying up, and water sources quickly diminishing. I encourage producers to contact their local SCIC office to discuss their crop insurance and agri-stability coverage details. Our staff will work hard to ensure timely response to all claims and inquiries. If you have any questions, please call. 1-888-935-0000 or visit scic.ca. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Mr. Rustin on 800-CHAB's Ask the Expert coming up later this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Talking about what we learned during the pandemic and uh, what we're looking forward when it comes to investing. It's Ask the Expert with Purpose Financial later this afternoon on CHAB. The Road Report is brought to you by Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Lots of traffic out on Saskatchewan highways, people on vacation, going to and from the lakes, Long Lake, Buffalo Pound, Lake Diefenbaker, be careful out there. 
Told you yesterday about a uh, patched job on Saskatchewan Street East right by the fire hall. It's been patched up. They had it closed off yesterday to put new asphalt down. Remember, when it's sunny and warm, the kids are out there at the spray parks, the outdoor pool. Slow down to 40K in those school and playground zones. Those speed limits are in effect throughout the summer months. And if you have trouble in traffic any time or when it's safe to do so, text us. We can alert other motorists. It's the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line at 693-8000. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. With a country as big as Canada, sometimes it can be difficult to find a trend that is actually national. Often we'll see things moving in a direction this way or that, but there's always a region where it seems to be going the other way. Saskatchewan is good to watch on this. Quite often, we'll see things in central Canada headed in one direction, and out here, it's like being on a teeter-totter. We're doing the opposite. Some new figures on the residential real estate market are a case in point. StatsCan does a monthly tracking of the cost of building a new house in most major cities in the country. The latest report from June shows sales of all houses that's new and used declined in 92% of the markets in this country, but not so here. For many markets, declining sales activity is pointing to falling home prices later this year, according to the report, but it singled out Saskatoon as an outlier. The price of a new home rose 2.2% in June in Saskatoon, as overall residential real estate transactions grew by 15%. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Wednesday is Men's Night at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Members and non-members are welcome to join in on the fun, which includes a $3,000 hole-in-one challenge, dew spots, a skins game, prizes for low net and low gross, closest to the pin prizes, and great specials in the clubhouse. Attention malt barley growers. Curry Malton Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland Metcalf Synergy Connect, Frazier, and Bow varieties. Bids are at a five-year high for harvest bids, starting at $6 per bushel in select delivery periods. That's $6 per bushel. Harvest pricing for malt barley into Bigger Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1306-948-3500. That's 1306-948-3500. Call today. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. 15 weeks, 15 prizes, and a ton of fun along the way. It's 15 weeks of summer, 15 weeks of winning on 800 CHAB. Brought to you by Deer Valley Golf, Hillside Smoking Q, Devo's Car Wash, Iron Style House, Bounce A Lot Inflatables, the Hub Meat Market, and Four Plants Indoor Gardening Supply, where it all starts from just one seed. Fourplantsindoor.ca. This week's grand prize, a full indoor setup, including a tent, grow lights, and more valued at over $1,150. We had 12 qualifiers, four on CHAB, four on Mix 103, and four on Country 100. We made the draw this morning, and uh, it was Mix 103 loyal listener Jacqueline Jeffrey on who won, and our Nick Myers let her know. Hello? Hi, is this Jacqueline? Yeah, it is. Hey, Jacqueline, it's Nick calling from the radio station. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Do you know why I'm calling you this morning? Uh, I think so. Jacqueline, you just won our uh, Week 9 prize back in the 15 weeks of winning. Yes! That's fantastic! I'm so stoked. So do you know what all you're getting in this package, Jacqueline? 
No, please tell me. So you are getting a uh, a grow tent, two grow lights, and everything you need to get started with your indoor gardening, right down to tomato seeds for you to plant. Oh my gosh, fantastic! I'm so I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do this kind of thing for so long. Well, you you are set now, Jacqueline. Oh, you have made my week, my day, my month. I just. I don't even know what to say. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. You're welcome. I uh, I hope you enjoy your uh, your new indoor garden. It's going to be like a whole new hobby for you. Yes. Fantastic. Wow. Well, congratulations, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for, to your sponsor. And like, wow, it's going to make a huge difference to us. Awesome. I'm glad she's so excited. Congratulations, Jacqueline Jeffrey on a uh, we'll play 15 weeks of winning again next week. Tune into the CHAB morning show for your chance to qualify and win. We'll let you know what we're playing for on Monday morning. Instant prizes, of course, a Tim Hortons cold brew coffee. 15 weeks of winning all brought to you by B&B Fruit Stand, Bootleg Barbers, Plunder Design Jewelry by Heidi T, The Sugar Shack, and 800 CHAB. You can uh, see the story. In fact, you can see the video of the interview on discovermoosejaw.com today. The 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics uh, are underway here in 2021. And with COVID-19 cases spiking with Japan's capital city, uh, within Japan's capital city, organizers have had to take extra precautions. Olympic athletes are not required to have received a vaccine in order to participate, but testing is in place and uh, spectators are not in attendance. It's just all bizarre, just like the past 16 months have been around the world. Aaron Deprescu is originally from Moose Jaw and has lived in Japan for the last 18 years teaching English. Our Tegan Whitco speaking with Aaron earlier this week. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the site of the Olympic Games, joining us all the way from Yokohama, Japan, originally from Moose Jaw, our friend Aaron Deprescu. Aaron, thank you for doing this because I know, well, on your side of the world, people, people are just waking up. Here, we're just finishing off our work day. What time is it there? It's 7.30 a.m. <laughs> it's, yeah. Starting off your day on the right note, eh? Yeah, it's fine, but it's a, it's Thursday. And it actually, as I said before, they have a four-day holiday. So I'm off work today. And I think we're going to do a beach day and head off to the beach. Or we're going to do something. Well, and you, it's funny. You mentioned you have a four-day a four day weekend, essentially. But there's nothing open. Exactly. Yeah, they pretty much shut down everything the, uh, with the Olympics going on. Um, all Olympians are in their camps. They're not allowed out. They're not allowed to do anything. So it's 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 a real weird situation. And I live very near the the, the stadium, the baseball stadium, where all the baseball teams are playing, and they have a road from the stadium to the government building and you can't even basically they're from the government building to the stadium is all the baseball players can do they can't go anywhere wow so how far away are you from uh where the games are going to be happening in tokyo you're like what 45 minute drive well no no actually well japan's a small country you can pick up japan and chuck it in saskatchewan It'll fit right in Saskatchewan, Japan. So basically, it just depends on the events and where they are held. But I'm right in Yokohama. So Yokohama Stadium is about a five-minute drive from 
my house, and that's where the the baseballs being played. Sage, where the where the baseball is being played. So, yeah, every event's all over, and like, and they got different countries camped out in different places. And now there's a COVID outbreak, and um, oh, it, it's just a mess, actually. But all the Olympians, I feel for the Olympians because they don't get to experience Japan at all. They don't get to go out downtown. They can't see anything. They're all in camps and uh, no civilians get to even see the, the Olympians. Nobody's allowed to go watch the Olympics. Nothing. That's got to feel kind of strange. I mean, talking with other people around you, is there some nervousness with the game still going ahead? Or are they excited? Like, what are you sensing? No, there's nothing. There's no excitement because nobody can watch. Only TV. So they gave the whole country a four-day holiday to sit in their house and watch TV. When it's happening in your own backyard, eh? It is. It's right there. And, like, it's so it's so weird, Tegan, that Everything, the amount of money they've invested in the Olympic Games, like every country does, everything I'm seeing is Tokyo 2020. Everything, they're still using all the memorabilia, like T-shirts, and you can buy it, and everywhere you go, like they're handing out fans and stuff for the heat, and it says Tokyo 2020 on it. But Even if we're like more than halfway through 2021. Exactly. It's just weird. And so I go by the baseball stadium because I live near it. And it says Tokyo 2020. Right. And like all everything is Tokyo 2020. But yeah, as you said, we're a year and a half over that. So it's just it's weird. It's just weird. And uh, I, I feel for everyone worry about the country where the economy is going to go because japan's spent billions of dollars yen i'm going to say i I don't billions of dollars i don't even know but billions of yen that i don't know what's going to happen to this economy because everything it's just uh it's shocking actually it's really shocking because nobody's excited for the olympics we don't even know they're going on but they're starting tomorrow like the the opening ceremonies is actually today so that's what why they want everybody to stay home and watch the opening ceremonies on tv so it's just uh yeah it's not good it's sad very sad and i had uh friends from Canada that planned on coming to the Olympics and planned on staying with me last year and and then everything got cancelled so you know I just hear so many horror stories like about hotel businesses building 15 new uh, hotels to host people coming and they're empty (laughs) it's just it's not good Sponsors have been pulling out. Athletes um, haven't been coming because of various reasons, uh, you know, COVID being a, a major one. So is there a little sense of uh, 
anxiousness around the games and, and the, the fear of maybe another, like an outbreak of some type? Well, you know, what's really funny is over the, we, we see a pattern here in Japan and just because the way this country runs, they can't shut down because of transit, everything like the train systems and it's, you can't just shut things down and everything's still running normal all the time. But whenever there's an event, whenever there's a national holiday, for some reason, they lock down saying numbers are high, but they're not. But nobody knows because it's just the way Japan runs. It's different than the rest of the world, I think. I'm not sure. But, for example, just because there's this four-day holiday, they put on the news yesterday that the numbers of COVID have r- risen like a thousand people. And that causes people to be shocked. So they don't go out. It's just, it's weird. It's weird, but, you know, with the Olympic Games going on, they've just decided no spectators, like nobody's allowed to watch. So all the athletes are competing in front of no one. And they're all locked down into camps. And they're not allowed out in public. But it's funny, on the news the other day, they had some weightlifter that went missing. And they've tracked him and he caught some train ticket down to another place. It's it's just so many funny things that are happening. Yeah. I, I don't has this kind of has this kind of put a damper on you wanting to watch even from you know inside your own home? I'm not watching. No, actually I talked to who's gonna watch the Olympics? Probably nobody. It it's just it's nobody's interested at all in the olympics it's really sad it's really Actually, sad, when it's been such a long time coming right yeah like even the other day i was uh driving i had my son he went to a hockey camp down in yamanashi and we drove and we were in a traffic jam and i could see a big semi truck come up and had all the boats for the the rowing event they had the olympic games on the on the boats and it's just sad knowing nobody can watch it. <laughs> like it's just, they're going on and people are competing, but that's not what the Olympics are about. The Olympics are about everybody coming together. The Olympics are about community and people from all over the world getting together and, and uh, competing. But uh, yeah, there's none of it. It's not happening. It, it, it doesn't make sense. They should, they, in my opinion, hold off another year until COVID's done and then really do the Olympics properly. Because that's what the Olympics are all about, right? Absolutely. About everybody getting together. But that's not what this is about. And it's not right. That's just my feelings. We'll be back. With more from Aaron DeBrescu from Japan. Next, Heartland at Noon on CHAB. See Nutter's Healthy Living Flyer for smart summer values, including all-natural factors probiotics, 20% off. Stock up on summer snacks like super puff popcorn, honey roasted peanuts, mango slices, Nutter's organic vegan gummy bears, and more. Now at Nutter's Everyday Naturals. 
If you're growing canola, you want victory, which is why viewing canola trials should be key to your plans as you look ahead. The good news is there's no need to travel to check out canola trials this season because our Victory Performance trials are bringing those results right home to you. Visit yourvictoryview.com to see how our hybrid portfolio can deliver higher yields and higher ROI for your farm and aim higher with Victory. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh, wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cash-back membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. We're visiting with Moose Jaw's own Aaron Debrescu today, all the way from Japan, where he has lived and worked for close to 20 years. In fact, he owns and operates a successful English school in Japan, where the Olympic Games are taking place right now. For many years, Aaron has brought a number of young Japanese students to Moose Jaw on an annual summer vacation to show them where he grew up and how we live life here at home. And his tours always include a stop at the radio station where we give the kids a tour and give them a chance to go on the radio. It's always a lot of fun. But due to the pandemic, he hasn't been able to do that since 2019. Again, Tegan Whitco with Aaron. For those who don't know, Aaron, tell us more about what you do in Yokohama. Well, basically, I've, well, I've been here 18 years and I've uh, my, my wife and I opened up schools and uh you know, trying to help children and give them experiences and uh, let them dream. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky that uh, I'm from Moose Jaw and I'm able to bring kids back and experience a little bit of my, my childhood. So, but over the past two years, I haven't been able to do it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty sad so many things have been canceled and, you know, and I, I've got back to see my family as well. And the kids, like usually when we come back to Moose Jaw, I bring back anywhere from 10 to 16 students, maximum was 16. But last year we had 22 kids signed up to come back to Moose Jaw, which is more than usual. And then everything just got canceled. But, uh, yeah, it's just not, uh, not not such a easy thing going on in the well, world. Normally, right? Yeah. And I mean, normally this time of year, you and I would be talking on the phone, you know, coordinating a, a, a station visit for, for the students that are coming back with you. For obvious reasons, we can't pull it off this summer. Uh, but maybe speak to how things have changed for you as a teacher during a pandemic. Have they changed? Well, basically, um, after it, it broke out and it hit Japan in in the early year of 2020 last year and where they didn't have any testing they didn't you know things weren't going on and then all of a sudden it hit and we had to pretty much change our whole system to online and so we took a good hit money-wise for about four months lost a lot of students and everything but 
you know, I have a wonderful team of teachers and a wonderful team of Japanese staff that just kept plugging away, plugging away. And so we, we, we got through it, but we went through about four months of really, what are we going to do? Are we closing our doors? Are we, are we done? Like just, yeah, there was a lot of questions in the air, but I think everybody came together and just said, no, keep going. We got to do this. We got to do that. We did a lot of YouTube videoing. Um, teachers would come to school and we'd put up blue screens and we'd do YouTube videos for the kids and we'd send them off to kindergartens for the kids to at least be in touch with English and keep exposed with the language and yeah, we did some pretty fun. We we enjoyed it. We we did the best we could. We had no choice, but yeah, there were some questions. I'm like, what do we do? What's gonna happen? But we kept plugging away, and uh, I'm proud of my whole team. And yeah, we pulled through. And now, basically, things are coming back to normal. Um, people are getting vaccinated here. Not at the speed Canada and the U.S. work at because of regulations with medicine and stuff in Japan. They're they're always um, careful, make sure it meets regulations and stuff like that. So, but they're starting to vaccinate now, and uh, people are feeling more comfortable and yeah. But you know, it's uh, this is a mask country people wear masks before COVID. So when you're in a populated area, which we're in of 27 million people with only a 40 kilometer radius, you know, it's very high populated. So people follow the rules with the masks and stuff. So the numbers are super low and uh, it's not an issue, but they're talking about, masks will never go away maybe <laughs> like we're gonna have to wear masks for i don't know well and it's something that you know living in japan people would be familiar with um i i imagine that in terms of sanitizing it was very much the same level or did that jump up a lot well that well that's the thing like japan's very very good and clean and uh you know like for example because of coronavirus and everybody taking precautions influenza the it's there was no such thing this year where they usually have a flu season like people get flu and they take precaution but nobody even got the flu this year because of coronavirus and everybody taking precautions so how do i say they they they, they work very well like japan's a um a high I want to say disastrous country, like with tsunamis and earthquakes and everything. And they just know how to deal with disasters so much better than any other country. They don't loot. They don't go against each other. They don't, they, they care about the person beside them. Where back in Canada, even I was back there in March, just, uh, the way people acted in Canada, I was just like, wow, people are so 
cautious and so insecure and people were like talking about it where in japan nobody talks about coronavirus no you don't you don't hear people talking about it they just hey there's a virus out there you know what to do deal with it just like they did with tsunamis and earthquakes and so it's just totally different vibe compared to when i was back in canada how people talk and how people feel and like i went into sport check in in calgary not sport check uh, hockey life or whatever it is some hockey store well i went to lower my mask to get the face recognition on my phone and the guy working jumps back like i'm gonna kill him or something but i'm like oh are you okay he says oh you moved your mask down i was like oh my gosh so sensitive just the sensitivity in canada compared to japan's so different well the population difference right i mean it's such a dense population in japan too coming back to saskatchewan you're probably a bit culture shocked after not being back a while yeah I, i felt like i was in a ghost town like Moose Jaw just seemed like a ghost town. People, like nothing. And people just not move. I, I just felt different. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. And we got to keep moving forward and uh, deal with it. You know, and I hear Canada's doing much better now. Many people are vaccinated. And you guys are planning on opening up borders to the States. And that sounds good, you know. Yeah, Japan's just a bit behind. We are. So when you came back to Canada, um, you know, for some personal reasons, some family reasons, you you came back in March. Um, what was that like traveling amid a pandemic? It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I experienced things that I didn't think were normal. For example, I get on a jumbo jet out of Well, first of all, I had to pay $350 to get a PCR test for coronavirus 72 hours prior to departure. Plus, I had to get a compassionate waiver because of a death. And to get that compassionate waiver, the government, I showed a death certificate of my father, and they're still turning me down for a compassionate waiver. And I'm like, listen. My, like here's a you know just everything is was so difficult to get that waiver so I didn't have to stay in a hotel because I had to get back and I wanted to get back as fast as I could but I didn't want to have to quarantine two days at a thousand dollars a night in a hotel in Vancouver so I got this compassionate waiver and they have regulations to get that waiver and I had my sisters working with me and with the time difference, oh my gosh, it was, it was terrible to get that waiver. So I didn't have to stay in a hotel. I couldn't book a a connecting flight to Regina because there was no flight. And I didn't know how long I was going to be stuck in the airport in Vancouver. So I had to do a, a PCR test in Tokyo at $350 there. So that's fine. And it had to be 72 hours. Then I get on an airplane, a jumbo jet, 
And every single person on the plane had to be cleared of COVID. And there's 11 people on this plane. And I'm sitting near the back of the plane. And I'm like, can I not move up to the front? Like, some, can I choose one of these 500 seats available? And they're like, no, actually, you can't. I said, why is that? They said, because we need to balance the airplane. And actually, underneath your seat, there's luggage. And we need to weigh it. And I'm like, you're telling me that my 90 kilograms of weight is going to control this jumbo jet getting off the... That's scary. <laughs> right? This is what they're telling me. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. And they said, as soon as you get up in the air, you can move around. But for takeoff and landing, you need to sit in this seat. And I'm like, okay. So if I got up and started running back and forth on the plane, it's going to move? That had to have been strange to be on in such an empty cabin. I got pictures I could show you. I took pictures of me. It's just me and a huge, like, you just see all these TV screens on the back of seats with me sitting there. It, it, it was crazy. But then At I least get, there was lots of room to stretch out, you know, no one snoring in front of you, leaning their seat back so it hits your tray. Or <laughs> I tried different rows. I slept on every row. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, that was one thing. And then just, you know, and then getting to Vancouver. When I arrived in Vancouver, I'm so used to having 15 kids with me and, you know, loving the, the, the all the airport monuments or I want to say like structures and stopping, talking, you know, and pe- there's people everywhere. When I went into Vancouver, I come down that escalator into immigration. And usually it's just lined up with, there's nobody except five immigration officers just looking at me. <laughs> like, Well, on the bright I, side, at least there was no lineup. Exactly. Oh, I went through, but I thought I'd go through quick. It wasn't quick. It wasn't quick. They had to check everything. And then I had to do another PCR test and then. They, they gave me another PCR test on my 10 days. So I had to take that home. And then before I left Canada, I had to do another PCR test. And then when I got the back to Japan, I had to do another. I had five PCR tests. And how long was your trip? Like start to finish? Well, well I, I wanted to spend two weeks. Well, I had to quarantine for two weeks. So I got to Canada two weeks and then came back to Japan and then two weeks quarantine here. But yeah, just, I don't recommend traveling <laughs> for anyone, anyone. It, it wasn't, a, it wasn't easy at all. And it was just tough, but. Well, and it was already a, a tough enough reason traveling in the first place. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a messed up world to you right now. It, but I think it, things are on, uh. Uh, I'm going to say uphill or downhill, whichever way, but it seems like it's getting better. (laughs) 
Moose Jaw's own Aaron Debrescu, who has lived and worked in Japan for close to a couple of decades, uh, sharing his experience. Of course, his father passed away within the past year, so he he came back to Canada. He's speaking about that and talking about the difficulties he and his uh, partners and other teachers faced, uh, just like the challenges local teachers faced during the pandemic. And uh, talking about the uh, the Olympic Games going on in Japan and not being able to go watch the action. We'll finish off our talk with Aaron next, Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Dave Mahalik's Excavating is the number one trusted source across the Prairie Provinces for all demolition, excavation, and trenching needs. No job is too big or too small. With complete residential and commercial excavation services available, water or sewer lines in need of replacement or repair, maybe it's time for a new cistern or septic tank to be installed. You need Dave Mahalik's Excavating. Proud to be a part of the Assiniboia community for over 40 years, bringing quality you deserve and dependability you can count on. DMELTD.ca With the support of our amazing sponsors, the third annual Riverhurst Bean Festival is back tomorrow. Focusing on the family farm, recreation, and promotion of Saskatchewan-grown pulse crops, this year's festival will be the biggest one yet. Petting zoo, car show, vendor displays, live music, beer gardens, showcasing pulse-driven beverages from our province, and so much more. The complete schedule of events is online. Riverhurst.ca There's no admission. It's going to be a blast. To bring your friends and family to the third annual Riverhurst Bean Festival tomorrow. See Nutter's Healthy Living Flyer for smart summer values like Canadian-made Capasa tortilla chips, two bags for $7, silk unsweetened or original coconut milk, dairy-free, and only $3.19 for the 946 mil size. Now at Nutter's Everyday Naturals. Let's go. Clap your hands. You need a camper to explore the land. Best pricing is always here. Come on, we're going to have some fun and kick it up a gear. Moose Jaw RV and Marines Campfire Sale. The right model for you, we'll unveil. Couples, families, cozy campers, or room for eight, you no longer need to wait. The amenities you want, the comforts you need. See us today, where camping happiness is guaranteed. It's our campfire sale on now. MooseJawRVMarine.com. Yeah. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. A mix of sun and cloud this afternoon. Hazy winds gusting to 40 kilometers an hour and a high of 28. Partly cloudy tonight, but clearing throughout the evening. Hazy and a low of 12. Saturday, sunny but hazy. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour in the morning, a high of 28. Sunday, sunny, a high of 31. Monday, sunny, a high of 33. And Tuesday, sunny, and a high of 34. The vaccine clinic at Moosha Exhibition Grounds is accepting walk-in appointments today until 4.30 and will be offering the Pfizer vaccine. Shots are available on a first-come, first-served basis, and the clinic may close early if supplies are exhausted. There's also a pop-up Pfizer clinic open until 6 o'clock tonight, right downtown at the Rainbow Retro Thrift Shop. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moosha Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Visiting with Moose Jaws Aaron Debrescu on the Heartland at Noon today. Aaron has spent uh, close to two decades living and working in Japan, where the Olympic Games are taking place right now. When we left off, Aaron was talking about the struggle of making it back home to say so long to his father after he passed away during the pandemic, and about the struggles he and his staff and students have been through during the pandemic, not unlike local teachers and children 
have gone through over the last 16 months. Well, you know what? Your uh, your positivity, your your resilience obviously comes through showing just what you've been able to do with your staff and your students and, you know, everybody that is involved in your schools. It's um, really, really cool to see that you guys have been able to continue to power through even amid something pretty unprecedented. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but this truly is unprecedented. It's We've lived through a global pandemic, right? And it's it's not over yet. No, it's not. But I think it's going to, you know, things are moving and, uh, you know, all we can do is look forward. And I know by 2022, we'll be back in Canada. We'll be bringing the kids back and excited. You know, we've had to cancel our summer camps. We've canceled everything because of this pandemic. And, you know, and, and all we can do is think, okay. Yeah, poor this, poor that, but everybody's poor. Like, everybody's struggling, unless you make masks. <laughs> if your company makes masks, you're doing pretty good. Or but, plexiglass. Yeah, or plexiglass, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, they need plexiglass that are built in speakers. Right? <laughs> You're trying, like, I don't speak Japanese so well. I can understand it and I get by. And I try to read lips. But through glass, it's tough, <laughs> right, to read people's mouths. I can only imagine. Well, and right? especially, with you know, wearing masks. Yeah. A mask plus glass and you're trying to understand them. I'm like, God. Like, <laughs> Help the guy out. Yeah, and then you get the quiet person. <laughs> like, I'm like, speak up, I can't hear you. You're going through a mask and glass. The low talker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but the thing is, um, everybody's hurting all over the world, and it is what it is. Everybody's got to keep pushing forward, and... uh I'm excited for next year, 2022. We're coming back to Moose Jaw and I'm bringing as many kids as I can because we had 22 and last year signed up. They, it got canceled and then we didn't advertise, but I could imagine this year we would have had probably the same. So I imagine uh, next summer we, we're going to have a, a good crew and a good chunk of kids that want to go to Canada and, uh, we're excited for that. It's going to be well, fun. We'll, we'll be excited to welcome you guys back. Uh, it's going to be a lot of a, a very different traveling experience the next time yeah. you come. <laughs> I think so. I'm not sure about these vaccination passports or whatever, what, what, what's happening. And that's still up in the air. Who knows, right? But I think by next summer, I think they're going to have something in place where people can travel. And uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it and uh, get back there and come in and see you guys at the radio station again. And I appreciate everything you guys do all the time for us. Well, absolutely. You know, we're, we're going to be welcoming you back with open arms as soon as we're able to. <laughs> I appreciate it. Again. And, uh, you know, just Moose Jaw is wonderful. And uh, there's no better place to bring um, foreign students in to than Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw's Got wonderful people. It's a nice community. And everywhere we go when we're in Moose Jaw, the people are so nice. They hear we're in the newspaper here and, you know, we're on the radio station. And 
and we're very thankful for that for the city of Moose Jaw, you know, to give us the chance. And even when we're shopping and out and about, people know oh, that's that little Japanese uh, homestay excursion they're doing, and and people are so nice. So we really appreciate it. And people are like, oh, hello, and you know, and saying hi to the kids, and that's what it's all about. And uh, I'm glad I'm from Mushta. It's a good place. Well, we can't wait for the day that you can bring all those students back. <laughs> Me too. And the heat, the heat in Japan is crazy right now. <laughs> We've but had like, a couple of heat waves ourselves, but probably nothing like what you've experienced. No, actually, you guys, your heat wave was all over the news here in Japan. Really? All over. Well, you Vancouver, what, hit 49 degrees? And the last time that was like a hundred years ago or something, or a thousand years ago to hit 49 degrees. So it hit, it's weird how we get the news. I don't know what kind of news you guys get on us, but, you know, we got the, the heat wave of Canada on our news here in Japan. So I was like, oh, I'm from there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I, I know where that, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's my home. Look, it's on the news. <laughs> Aaron Debrescu. Uh, what a pleasure to hear from him. Uh, thanks to Tegan for that. Aaron Debrescu, uh, Moose Jaw's own, uh, who lives and works uh, in Japan these days, and looking forward to the day he can bring his students back to Moose Jaw for a little tour to see how we live life here in Canada. About a year from now, they'll be back, and we'll have the kids on the radio again. Looking forward to it. Facebook Friday on the Daily Commentary next. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Blaze Wozniak. We spoke with Jen Angus, Executive Director of the Moose Jaw Transition House, about their upcoming charity golf tournament. August 19th at the Deer Ridge Golf and Country Club in partnership with Investment Planning Council. It's $125 per person or $400 for a team of four golfers. That includes your green fees, your cart, dinner, prizes, welcome bags, and a barbecue lunch sponsored by Co-op. The funds raised at this event directly go towards helping uh, the women and children in need of our services. To register or to donate a prize or be a whole sponsor, they can call 693-6511, extension 3, or they can email Contact at mj-transitionhouse.com. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Parish and Heinbecker Moose Jaw, focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Aiden McBride, customer service rep for Moose Jaw's Parish and Heinbecker. Let's discuss the fertilizer market, chemical supply market for the rest of this year, and what next year might look like to make sure your operation is covered. So give me a call to discuss any of your needs or concerns at 306-693-2977. Count on experience. Count on expertise. Count on Parish and Heinbecker. Moving tradition forward. Localjobshop.ca. A new job, a first job, a different job, a better job. Sign up for the free daily digest and get daily local job listings sent directly to your inbox. The right job, right here, right now. Localjobshop.ca. It's Facebook Friday. I find the funnies. My buddy says, got my first date of the year lined up. I mean, it's a court date, but... 
It's still a date, and I'm dressing up. This guy shares, People are scared to say stuff, but I'm not. That's why I've only got three friends. I like this one. Whenever I hear someone say, I'm not book smart, but I'm street smart, all I hear is, I'm not real smart, but I'm imaginary smart. Here's one from a funny gal I follow. Just rolled over for a cuddle. Forgot I'm single. Fell off the bed. This middle-aged fella I follow says, Just once I'd like to read a medication label that says, May cause permanent weight loss, remove wrinkles, and increase energy. And one more from a local family man who shares, My wife asked if I could clear the kitchen table last night. I had to get a running start, but I made it. Happy Friday. I'm Rob Carney.